Hello and welcome to In The Game, Qatar's first sports podcast. Today, like always, we have a special, special guest, but this one is extremely special. She's all the way from South Africa and her name is Nosi Busiso. I think I've got that right, right? Oh, yes, yes. you got it right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All of you sounded you... like a Zulu man, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, you've made, you started the, the whole interview off in a very positive way. I know that all my friends and family are going to say, Dad, um, Steve, how did you, you don't say these difficult words, but that wasn't difficult <laughs> at all. And I know that we spoke about this before and it's mother of blessings. So I Please. am blessed today. I think I'm blessed too, Steve, especially to be talking with, uh, to you right now. You've got such amazing energy and I can't wait to tell you more about what I do. <laughs> yeah, please. And start with, with and I want to kind of start with your, as far back as you can possibly remember, what makes you as an individual and, and how your journey started in, and, and how it's to where it is today? Okay, so how my journey started was I was born in a village called Gwambonambi in Richest Bay in South Africa. And I grew up in a village and then we had a company. It's, a, it's actually a mine that's built in, the, it's built in a village, in our village. So I went to a village school. So they came to our school when I was doing grade five and they donated cricket kits for us. And in a rural school, that's like impossible to get a cricket kit from anyone. And then when they donated... That's when I actually fell in love with cricket. And then it happened that um, one of my heroes in cricket, I'm sure you know the story, Hansa Cronier was going through a case. Uh, I think it was match, match fixing. And then I lost interest because I was just like, <laughs> what's happening here? But also I loved Makayantini. And with the thing, with the kids that we had, like we had everything that we needed for crickets. But the one thing that was missing was a coach because the people in the village didn't really understand crickets. So I could say that's, that's where my love for crickets started. But my love for football started and I, I've got this crazy memory. Like I remember everything. It was 1998 watching football with my family. And then there goes, um, it was Namibia against South Africa. There goes a uh, 17 year old Benny Makati, and he scores four goals in one match. <laughs> and like everyone went crazy because we always used to have those discussions with my friends. I remember I had a friend, uh, a guy friend called L Lucky in grade four, and we used to discuss football all the time. And then I remember when Benny scored, like the next day, we were all talking about it. And that's when my love for, for football started. Oh, that's just, that's just fantastic. <laughs> and, and how much influence did all of those things have on what you're doing now? Uh, the influence that all of those things had in what I'm doing now is one, growing up in a village, I know how hard it is to get one, a coach, and secondly, to get a soccer kit or to get boots and everything else. Oh, and there's an, another story. This is the first time I'm sharing the story with you, Steve. So oh, you're the lucky one. <laughs> yeah, when I was in grade five, <laughs> when I was in grade five, my mom used to work as a social worker. And when I was in grade five, she lost her job. So when she lost her job, it got to the point where I think like six, seven months after she lost her job, where me and my little brother didn't have school shoes until our uncle bought school shoes for us. And because I was a confident child, I wasn't sure how it was affecting my little brother which is one of the reasons why I started my foundation to donate soccer boots because I know how it feels as a child not to have something that everyone has. Oh, dear me. That's a wonderful story. 
I, and and I'll be honest with you because I know that I I was in the UK, but I remember for the six weeks holiday, school holidays, I used to go and go out and help the the um the milkman, and I used to get up at, in in my school holidays. I used to get up at four thirty in the mornings. And I used to go and, and, and drop the milk off to the doorsteps. And each day I used to get 50p. And every day I used to take that 50p and I used to take it to the, the post office and I used to put it in a, a post office account. At the end of that time, I was going to the senior school and I was able to buy my rugby shorts, my rugby boots and my rugby shirt. And, I, I, and it's like you, I'll never forget my Patrick rugby boots that I bought. And it was all through getting up at 4.30 in the morning just so that I could go in and, and I didn't have, because my mother was a single, uh, a single parent family and I didn't want that responsibility and I didn't want to go into, into play this rugby in, in, in not the proper gear. You know? Oh my God, that is so amazing. That is such an amazing story. We're going to get to that because my uncle also bought me my first Adidas sneakers, which is one of the reasons why Adidas is my favorite brand. And they also donated to the foundation, crazy enough. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like, I know these stories are just so crazy because you go from the, being this kid who only has Adidas sneakers to Adidas donating 25 soccer boots to your foundation. And you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I, I'm going to I'm going to um, I'm going to jump in there again. And I'm going to say how important are stories to the way that we build our lives, do you think? And the way that that you've seen it, where you, you've gone into areas where you're helping so many things. How important are those stories to everybody? I think they're very important. And one of the reasons why they're important is because you would think as Steve, you would go to, let's say, Nozibusiso Foundation and donate something. And you just think, ah, it's just a donation. But as I've said, donating a pair of soccer boots to a kid who used to play barefooted changes their lives because now their confidence is up. And now they're a kid from a village, but there's Nozibusiso Smia and there's Adidas or there's Vodacom who's giving them something to play with. And they're thinking, oh my God, Adidas sponsors the biggest team in South Africa. That means I can make it there because they already believe in me at the age of 12 and I live in a village. Ah, oh, that is, and you actually see this type of stuff happening on a daily basis. Oh my God, I see it. I remember this other, this other one, he's 12. Oh, he's 13 this year. And I met him and because my big brother is a football development coach. He's got his job, but he's been a football development coach for like 10, 12 years to obviously just contribute to the, ch to the children and make sure that they don't do drugs and everything else. So I met this child. Uh, they were playing and uh, he was walking barefooted, obviously. So I came in with the soccer boots and I gave it to him. And the video just trended on social media because he was saying, as in, I can feel this, I can feel this. And it was his first pair of soccer boots ever. And he was so excited. So I took a liking to him. And then when I did the tournament, he became the, uh, the youngest promising player of the tournament because in as much as his parents do not have anything, unfortunately, he lost his mother, but he still has, has his father. And his father is very sick, but he's very supportive. And because they support him, he's very confident on the ball. He's very confident on the ground. Like I've actually, I always, I always say to people, even though I'm young, I've kind of adopted him because we also buy him uniform and clothes and everything else. So he's just, he's growing and he's becoming a confident child, which is what I've always wanted to see in him. So how did you, how did you go from this by, by giving some individual some kit to play with or, or some clothes to wear? How did it go from your, from there to your foundation? What have you, what so, have you started? 
<laughs> so what happened was, it's so crazy. What happened was last year, I was actually unemployed. I was unemployed and I had just lost my brother. So I had to move back home because I wasn't feeling well. So when I moved back home, because I wasn't doing anything, I started reaching out to different people. I'm like, hey guys, because usually when I'm not feeling well, I feel like if I help someone else, then I'm going to feel better. <laughs> so I started reaching out to people that I work with. I used to work with in the, in the sports industry. And I was like, hey guys, I'm back home and I've seen the teams that are training. And most of the kids that are playing don't have soccer boots. So if you've got old or new soccer boots, can you please just donate them to us? And, and then I'm going to take them back to the village. And then my grandmother used to, to give me money to take a taxi to Joburg and then back to the village uh, just to deliver the soccer boots. And I started just, I, I think we don't realize the power of social media because I just started posting about it. And everyone loved the initiative because obviously in South Africa, a lot of people, it's the, it's the kids from the suburbs who get something and then maybe kids from the township, but it hardly gets to rural areas, uh, to villages. So I, when I started doing that, Adidas reached out to me and they were like, we saw that you're doing this and we've got about 25 soccer boots. Would you be interested in coming to fetch them as well as 12 balls? And then you can just take them back to the village. And I did that. And there's another guy, this kid. He think he owns a brand called Disky. He makes his own soccer boots. He was like, I saw that you're doing this and I'd like to give you a pair of soccer boots. And then like, there was even Joe Cran. He's actually from England. He's a journalist from England. He was like, Puma always gives me soccer boots. Can I give them to you for free so that you can take them back to the village? So it started like that. And then when I was supposed to do the tournament, I, I decided to register the foundation because I was like, okay, now there's going to have to be sponsors. So they're going to need to see the papers. <laughs> I, I tell you now, I'm, and, and one of the things is I've got a very, very good friend who's the PR guy for the Qatar Football Association. Um, and literally, I, I kind of, I, I don't know if I can do this now, really. But can you see? No, I'm going to get them. No, nope, I can't. See, my trainers? Yes, I can. Okay. <laughs> yes, I I'm can. sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry, everybody, for showing you this. I wanted to show you. So he he looks up to me. He says, listen, Steve, I've got some trainers. You You can kind of try them adidas adidas i love adidas too oh adidas. my god so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna i'm gonna show him this video i'm gonna show him this podcast and i'm gonna say hey listen do you think we can get some of those trainers and send them to africa so let's see what we can do there oh my god thank you so much yeah, that means a lot to me <laughs> i'm gonna start something here i'll tell you 100 i'm gonna start something here and, and and everybody at this stage in time okay this is where we start this. If you've got any football boots or if you've got any trainers or any of those sports gear, let's start this momentum building and let's get this over to South Africa. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Steve. That means a lot to me. Oh, you mean a lot. I'll tell you what, honestly, you, you are, your smile, your enthusiasm, <laughs> drive, your kind of, and you're not, this is not just happening in South Africa now. This is a global thing that you're, you're working on and you're getting coverage all over, right? Uh, so this, uh, Okay, this is the first international uh, coverage, but I've, I've actually written an article for a, Germ a German publication before the World Cup. And it was so crazy. Like I told you, last year was kind of a difficult year for me, but I was home and I received this DM from someone, a journalist from Germany. And he was like, hey, I saw that you write about women's football and there's going to be the World Cup. So we were wondering if you'd like to write for us about Banyana. And I'm like, okay, not a problem. <laughs> Dear me, come and then on, I, 
you're, like, I'm just like. I told you, I told you, we don't charge for anybody coming on, but I said that you're going to, I'm going to, this needs to be done, okay? And I'm losing my words already, but you promised that you're going to do me this great article about your experience with the podcast today. Yes, definitely. I'm going to do that. You know what? With me writing, just, I don't know. It just, I started writing when I was seven. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, because a lot of people even ask me, because I only went to village schools, and they always ask me, they're like, oh, you're so well-spoken. What happened? And I'm like, guys, I used to read books. That's what happens. <laughs> Whoa. And that's a great advert, because that's all sometimes. That, so you you didn't have and i'm just trying to pick up the pieces right so you didn't virtually have shoes sometimes to go to school with and then your yes. uncle helped you out and all yes. you had is that dream and you just kept on reading and now look at you <laughs> yes and, and <laughs> it's so crazy like i always tell people so the name Nozibusiso means mother of blessings. And in Africa, if your parents give you a name, apparently you have to live up to your name. And I always say to people, it's so crazy. Like whenever I want something, it happens. Like whenever I envision something, it happens. Like I would think, um, hey, I need to go to Qatar at some point because they're going to have, they're going to host the World Cup. And then there'll be a Steve on LinkedIn reaching out to me. It just happens like that. I don't know how. <laughs> I, I just saw, I, I just read your profile and I thought this lady has got to be a guest on there. And, and I didn't get any feedback from you f in the first instance. And I'm thinking, oh, and then all of a sudden I get, oh, I just checked my phone. And everybody goes mad at me because they look up and they say, oh yeah, looking at your phone again, looking at your phone again. <laughs> it was just when I got your message and then I wrote back and said, do you want to come on the podcast? And you were like, yeah, of course. And then even today, you, okay, you had a meeting today and I'm thinking, oh no, that was going to be a great one today. That was going to be a great podcast. Maybe <laughs> she's, she's a little nervous. Maybe she's not coming on. Maybe she's going to say to me that, that she had something that she had to do or whatever. And then you said, do you, st you were late and you said, oh, do you still want me on the podcast? I was like, of course, come on. Because <laughs> another thing is with me. So because I was raised by my mother and my grandmother, my grandmother always says, if you have a meeting, and you arrive five minutes before you're already late. <laughs> I, I, I used to know this. There was a, a South African lady that was talking to my friend. So we both, it wasn't me, by the way. I tried to turn up on time. <laughs> but it was, it was a friend of his. And, um, and she was South African. And she said, in my country, it is a dishonor to turn up late. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> like, if you show up late, then it's just like, oh my God, what are you doing here? Especially, let's say you're going to a restaurant and then you show up like five minutes before the meeting. It's like, okay, so now you're still going to order your food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with your with your foundation, what do you what are you trying to achieve? I know that with, but what, do you, what? Where is that going? Where's your legacy going? So with my foundation, and I know it sounds crazy when I, I don't know if I feel crazy when I say this or it sounds crazy, but I want to build an institution. I want uh, rural children. I want children from, from villages to know that they can make it in any career. Because in my village, when I grew up and I wanted to make it as a journalist, a lot of people were discouraging me because they've never seen anyone in the village becoming a journalist. And so for them, it's so far-fetched that you can work with brands like Adidas. It's so far-fetched that you can have an interview with Steve in Qatar. Everything is just so far-fetched. And I want to show them that it doesn't matter where they come from. All their dreams are valid. 
which is why my foundation, in as much as it focuses on football development, it also focuses on education because I've worked with Siafunda. A friend of mine owns a foundation called Siafunda, which focuses on basic education. And we've built about 45 libraries in village schools. <laughs> How many hours a day have you got in your day? <laughs> God, I've got the same 24 hours. <laughs> Dear me. So you're <laughs> also building libraries. In, I'm so glad that I, people say to me, and they, and they do, and we spoke about this before, is that people say to me, oh, what do you get? The, what do you start the podcast for? Have you monetized it yet? When there's stories like yours out there and we can get it out in front of people, I don't care if I never get a penny for this podcast in all my life. If, if I can listen to stories like yourself and to listen and to share, then my life's fulfilled. My life is that, fulfilled. That's the thing, because even with my foundation, it's very hard to get funding. And it's also very hard to run a foundation without funding. But when you go to that school or you go to that football team and you give a football team soccer boots or soccer kits or anything, you just feel like, oh, my God, my life is, is fulfilled here. How does people want to get if, if they wanted to get in contact with you, if they want to kind of help out in any way, how would they do that? Uh, they can just reach me on social media. The foundation is Nozi Musiso Foundation. And then they can just reach out to me on LinkedIn as well, which is Nozi Musiso Sibiya. And what we'll do is when we post this, uh, then we'll make sure that all those contact details will be on there. So, um, so yeah. So you, you said about your journalism and, and your, your love of football and love of cricket. Um, with the football side of things, you're operating with, with African players all over the world. What do you actually, or you follow them, what, what do you actually do on that front? So on the football side of things, I've seen that with a lot of people, and there's nothing wrong with that, when they're trying to get into football journalism, they try to write stories with the players that are already in the league, players that everyone knows. And I realized that with a lot of countries, women's football is not taken seriously. So I, I started my own blog, uh, my own website, where I wrote about female African football players who are playing abroad and who are doing really great. For example, I, I interviewed Zenatha Coleman. Zenatha Coleman is from Namibia, from a township. And she's playing in La Liga. She's been playing in La Liga for the past three seasons. And she went from Valencia to Sevilla this season. And she's already scored two goals in six games. <laughs> so, like, how can I not write about that person? <laughs> Yeah. And she's the captain of the Namibian football team, as well as Christy Uchebe. Christy Uchebe is from Nigeria. She's only 19. And um, she's from Nigeria. She's only 19. And she's represented Nigeria in the World Cup. And she's thinking now she's playing for Benfica. I think she scored two goals as well. Oh, she's had one goal and one assist in the Champions League for Benfica this season after just six games. So you look at people like that, you look at Tembi Khatlana, she scored for South Africa in the World Cup and she's playing in Spain now from playing for, for Benfica in Portugal. I'm just like, I need to write about these stories. The stories are amazing. <laughs> and they say that the, the, um, the pen is mightier than the sword. And that's a thing. <laughs> It's kind of it's 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 wonderful to listen to to what you're you're involved in and and how important it is. And I want to try to get over because I had the conversation only this morning. I told you who I had the conversation with, but I'm not going to say here. But I had a conversation with a very big organization 
And we were talking about the same thing is, is how you encourage the new generation and, and you bring that new generation on board. And what have you got to do? How important are these superstars? And, and some of these superstars are not going to, like you said, they're not going to get to the, the pinnacle, but the ones that you're following are. But what about those ones? They, they've got such a massive role to play in influencing the young youth, right? Yes. And another thing, I think the most important thing, and the, which is why there should be foundations like Nozibusiso Foundation is, we need to teach soccer players from a very young age that they have influence and that they are brands themselves, and that they are institutions themselves. If you teach someone that from a very young age, they actually make it big, not just as soccer players, but as contributors in the community, because they already, one, believe in themselves, two, they already know that they have a role to play in the community, and they are role models to the upcoming generation, which is why, even with the boys, when I give them soccer boots and everything, I always tell them about behavior. I'm like, you can't behave like this, because you know you're a soccer player, and everyone is looking at you, and everyone is looking at you for inspiration, and some are looking to criticize you, so you always know that wherever you are, you are a leader. What a powerful statement. And as soon as we get off this call, I'm going to get the copy of this video. I'm going to put it in WeTransfer and I'm going to send it to the lady that I spoke to this morning because we oh didn't know what we were going to talk about today, right? We did not know what we were going to talk about today, except your foundation and what you do. But the way Please. that this conversation, I tell you, it's the hairs on the back of my neck is going on end because this is exactly <laughs> what we were discussing. And those little things that make all the difference and it doesn't matter and I, I'm, I'm so glad that you came on today because I, I keep on saying to people you can make a massive difference and it doesn't have to you don't have to keep on thinking it's got to be a big thing sometimes you could just influence somebody on the smallest of details and it could make all the difference in their life that is very true that is very true and another thing is I always say to people like People would think if you're growing up, your role model has to be this person who's now a multimillionaire and they did this and that and this person who's done this. But for me, my role model has always been, besides my mother, my role model has always been my grandmother because my grandmother, <clears throat> she thinking she's, I can call her a farmer because she's got land and she grows like vegetables all the time. And what she did at home all the time when thingy, when it was time for halving, she will take for harvesting, she will take all the vegetables and then she'll obviously put it in our vegetable rack and then she'll take the others to the neighbors before selling it. Like she's always been that person and it, it, it was a normal thing for her. She didn't feel like she was giving back and it was just her life. My word. <laughs> the world is and and sometimes we get to a stage where we think that with everything that's going on in this world the crazy world sometimes i have to say that that i i've got faith in humanity because there are people there, there there are people like you there's lots of people like you but you have gone that extra mile and and i i i kind of listening to your story about your your grandmother ah oh, my grandmother was was just like the same she would always help us. And she would always say to me, Stephen, look for the best in people. If you look for the best in people, you'll never see the bad. And that's, a, that's very true. And, and that's where, and you are, you've gone out of your way and you're kind of, you're helping so many different areas. Um, what's, what, in the next six months, what's your, your short-term goals? What are you working on right now? So what I'm working on right now, I'm going to be hosting something 
it's, I think it's innovative, but it's also funny how I thought about it. We're going to be doing career expos for the children in rural areas, but we're going to do, uh, be doing it via WhatsApp. Reason being, the children in villages do not have enough data to go into Instagram or Zoom, and they don't have access to Instagram or Zoom even because like, they find that the network is bad or something like that. So what we've decided to do is host the seminars on WhatsApp via WhatsApp stories because it's easily accessible and the, uh, the data to use WhatsApp is actually very cheap. And then we're just going to be talking about different careers. And one of my best friends who's a psychologist is going to be talking to them about mental health. And should they feel that they're struggling with their mental health, then he's going to be offering um, sessions for free via WhatsApp video calls because... Uh, we've seen that uh, it's very important to see a psychologist. It's, it's very important to go to therapy, but it's so hard for people in villages to do that because they don't have money for that. But it's it's also very important because you never know who that person is going to be the the influencer for the rest of their lives. And and That's if you're thing. inspiring somebody, and and we say the word and and the word mental health, I, I I'm not a big fan of it because I think we all suffer from the demons sometimes, and and it's it's I don't I don't want to think that I've got that, but I, I we've all suffered, and we just need somebody sometimes to point us in the right direction. And when when you're doing things like that, and you're saying about WhatsApp, maybe um, maybe WhatsApp, Facebook is is going to come along or and and say, hey, listen, we'll pay for all of that. Let's see if we can get that movement going. That is very true because another thing is we we do actually need sponsors for tech, obviously, like with working with uh, WhatsApp and having to make sure that the videos are high quality so that the kids don't feel disrespected. I love the kids. I respect them. <laughs> so I want them to know that. So we need like better phones and everything else. But I think that is going to be sorted. I hope that is going to be sorted. But other than that, I just want it to go well. And I want it to be an ongoing thing so that if kids are not sure about what careers to take, like I was in grade 11 and I thought I wanted to do IT or be a doctor because I didn't know what career to take until I decided this one time in August that, man, I'm going to be a journalist. I'm a writer. <laughs> And it's not easy writing, right? That's a thing. Oh my god, I criticize my work so much. <laughs> Dear me, don't you criticize anything more about yourself? You just take a bit of your own medicine and you go fly, girl. You go fly. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Because I, I always feel like my type of journalism. Obviously, we all want to do breaking news. This player has joined this team. Breaking news, this and that. My type of journalism is for the garden. Like, I need to write stories about the person behind the athlete. And you're right. It's all about the story. And, and that's why if you see, when you see our, our kind of um, our intro, when they go out with the video, excuse me, when they go out with the videos, it's like people always say to me, oh, that was when you first started, Steve, change it, change it, change it, change the <laughs> intro. It's not the best of quality. And I'm saying to myself, I, I don't care. It's, it's kind of, it represents us. And it represents when we first started off and listening to those stories. And, and people say to me, what's the podcast all about? It's about sports. It's about people in sports. It's about people that are making a real difference when it comes to it. And all they did was most of the time they just got involved because they, they, they found a path. Whether it, was, whether it was just by pure chance or whether it was because it, there was something that happened, 
who cares because what we want to do is with people like yourself and 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 this is going to be an easy one that people look up and say hey you know something i can do i can do that because all i've got to do is take one foot in front of the other and then everything could uh, start fill it up because that's with my life is everything starts fitting in that's the thing it always happens like that because sometimes you just start something like i'm saying when I started things for, when I started before, I even called it a foundation. When I started it, I was just like, let me just get soccer boards. And then next thing, like people are interested and people are willing to help you. And it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> what would you, and, and what would your advice be to anybody that, that has got that burning desire to do something like you did? Uh, my advice to them would be, sorry, I think I just... Ah, oh, don't worry. We've all seen your smiling face. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm back now. <laughs> My advice to them will be to for them to believe in themselves. And I know, I know it's going to sound crazy that I say this, but not to take themselves too seriously. Because if you take yourself too seriously, you start doubting yourself. You start feeling like, oh my God, but I want it to be like this foundation. I want it to be a law sport. I want it to be this. As soon as you start, you'd see it growing. Like a lot of people are saying to me, you only started your foundation last year and it's growing like this. And I'm thinking, oh my God, guys, seriously. <laughs> but like, it, it, it's something that I really love. Like when you love helping people, it's not even about anything. It's not even about funding, even though I need it, but it's not even about funding. It's about helping the next person. And as soon as you start, actually my advice would be just start. <laughs> and just again, just tell us that the... the when you do these type of things, okay, when you do these type of things, what does it really, what do you see in the faces of, of the people that you're working with? Oh my God, I see hope in the kids that I'm working with. I see hope, I see hunger, uh, hunger for their ambitions. I see passion and I, I feel inspired. I always say this, I always get inspired by kids because they still have a chance and they still have people like me who tell them to dream, who tell them that their dreams are not impossible. I, I always feel inspired when I see those kids. I always feel inspired. And on that note, I'm not going any way forward from this interview now because that just absolutely smashed the ending. You are an amazing lady, let me tell you. <laughs> Thank you, you so much. Thank amazing you so lady. much. And, and we need to get people behind people like yourself. Really, really do. And, and you can make a difference. Every one of us can make a difference. And you are going out there and proving it. Just what magical things that you're creating. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me and actually believing in my dream. Because like I tell you, oh my God, sometimes I think my dreams are just crazy. But We yeah. want to keep on building. I'm going to do everything <laughs> I can now to try and outbuild out um, out build things. N not build things. You're doing that. I'm going to help support. I'm going to do everything thank I can. Thank you so to help much. Because if it's, as, as I believe you with, with trying to make a difference. And it could be the smallest of things, but you can actually just, what they can achieve is just, is mind-blowing. That is, that is the thing. As soon as you invest in someone, it's just, uh, especially a child, it's just, it's mind-blowing what they can do. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing this with us today. And thanks for everybody for listening. As you will all, it was a wonderful show today. Absolutely brilliant. And we need to get behind you. So let's get started. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everybody. Till next time. See you soon. Everyone, thank you for listening. 
please send us your feedback on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And don't forget to review us on your favorite podcast app.